0: Social Workers and Scriptures. We are your host, Susan Camacho. And I'm Caddy Elias. And today you get a double dose of therapists um, who wish to bring you wellness and improve relationships to your life by bridging our love of the Bible and therapy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We also want to thank our faithful listeners as we hit our thousand download mark. Woo woo! You, 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 you. We celebrate each milestone because at first there was only four listeners, Kat, myself, listen, and both of our husbands. But they were important
1: and they, <laughs> we, we appreciate you. You got to start somewhere. Yes. So or, Imagine if we didn't listen to ourselves, we'd be zero. <laughs> That's not good.
0: <laughs> so the title of this podcast, we are resuming our series on trust. Some yes. people are warm and fuzzy so warm and fuzzy warm and Aww, fuzzy
1: yes well the purpose of this podcast is to know how it, how to know if a person is a keeper you know whether to reel them in or to throw them back and i know i know god told us to be fisher men but some of them we got to get back and there's just some of them what we need to good. <laughs> <laughs> ladies don't get crazy. you know i'm kidding yeah, don't get crazy don't get crazy now all right and then second purpose of this podcast is that while some people are not warm and fuzzy. And uh, maybe you listen to our podcast, the first part of this podcast of that trust, some people are not warm and fuzzy. We, wanna, we do wanna remind you to have hope in that some people are trustworthy. So we want you to finish listening to this podcast and to know how do you know when somebody is trustworthy. So just to let you know about uh, what we're not, a, little, a few disclaimers. So this is not a substitute for individual psychotherapy to treat your underlying conditions or chronic mental health issues. Each person does best and needs an assessment on a case-by-case basis for treatment purposes. Please don't go off your meds without medical consultation. Next, if you're having a psychiatric emergency, please go to your nearest emergency room or dial 911. There is help. If you are in crisis, you can, talk, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And lastly, we're not degreed theologians. We are degreed professional therapists, though, and we do have graduate degrees in social work, But this podcast is not just for social workers, though we love you social workers. This podcast is for anybody who wants to bridge the love of mental health and the Bible to really integrate that into your life. So let's jump in. Susan, my dear, what does a healthy person look like? What are some traits
0: that should be a green means go sign? One of the traits that should be is that they can wait or can learn to wait on it. They are not impulsive, um, behaving impulsively and having to instantly. Gratified does not fare well for you in terms of filtering or not hurting your feelings. If there is no impulse control, there is no self-restraint. So beware, ladies.
1: I really don't want to interrupt you now because I'm like, (laughs) man, I'm
0: not healthy. (laughs) Acts 19.36 says, so since these are undeniable facts, you ought to keep calm and do nothing rash. Mm. Proverbs 25.19 says, putting confidence in an unreliable person is like chewing with a toothache or walking on a broken foot. So the next um, healthy trait should be that they should be empathetic and sympathetic. But not pathetic. (laughs) Definitely not pathetic. Therapists usually have like the, you know, the difference between empathy and sympathy. Empathy is more, more like, you know, you have the ability to like place yourself in somebody else's shoes. And so... Um, But I think that sympathy is equally as important, not only the ability to, to place yourself in somebody else's shoes, but also at times the ability to feel bad about their shoes rubbing against your heels. So sympathy is equally important as we have the occasional it sucks to be you moment or me moment. So we need occasional commiserating within a healthy within a healthy medium. So healthy people care about your feelings. If they don't care, beware again. Romans 12, 15 says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. And they also must be good and altruistic. They are kind, not just to you, but to others, to animals. And I'm not talking about hunting or living off the land business. Again, I work with military veterans and they hunt for sport. I'm talking about kicking, hurting, abusing things that are helpless. And yup, the Bible does have verses. And clinically, when people hurt animals, there are some huge red flags about sociopathy. Yes. Yes. So, and just you. And we're not talking about killing ants. We're not talking
1: about killing ants or.
0: We're not talking about my new things. Because that's.
1: Ta- yes. Because that me. bothers me. Yeah, so like little boys we're, not talking, we're yeah. not talking about that. <laughs> we're not talking
0: about that. We're not talking about killing ta- the bees. Yes. We're talking about, you know, socially deviant behavior. So Proverbs twelve ten says, whoever is righteous has regards for the life of the, his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Proverbs fourteen thirty one says, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Next one is that they need to be reciprocal. The giving and taking goes both ways. If they dish it, they can take it. It's not a one-sided relationship. The relationship is reciprocated. If you are there for them, they are there for you. Philippians two fourteen says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Next, they are emotionally stable. They call it stability for a reason. It's stable, it's <laughs> flatline. Healthy people don't jump from crisis to crisis. Well, they're not
1: flatlined, <laughs>
0: they're, they're alive, not the, right? they, not, <laughs> They're no. alive. But in the baseline of like, you're yes. not going yes. huge ups right, and huge right. downs. That's down. clinically mm-hmm. a, a red flag marker. They react appropriately and not everything is a 10 out of 10. They are not verbally, physically abusive or neglectful. Ephesians 4 29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. Good conflict resolution skills. Super important in a healthy person, obviously. If you have a disagreement, you can talk about it with them and they are willing to listen. No, not it's just you, your problem. No. They're willing to hear you out. They're willing to do that. I mean, do they have to look at you? Do they have to look at you when they're saying it? Because I'm
1: just thinking about husbands. <laughs> no, they don't even need to look at <laughs> you. Listen, <laughs> or is it just the willing to listen <laughs> the, piece, or yeah. the actual listening?
0: They, yeah, they might. They're just willing to listen to you, it's even more like if, a heart if, condition. even if they in their heads don't want to. <laughs> These people are flexible, and oh my god, this one is super important too. So, marry can, a gymnast and can adapt to change. And equally important is, is a willingness to change. You know, when mm. Kat and I were talking about, you know, our, our marital relationships, we talked about like, you know, our husband's way not perfect, but they are willing hey, to- Hey, hey, hey now. That there are- will- Hey now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Super perfect.
1: <laughs> Manny, I love you. You just right.
0: <laughs> but they are willing to um, be flexible and willing to say like, willing to own their peace, really. Yeah, and so it's super important when marriage, parenting, relationship flexibility is key to making all of those things work, and so if you have someone rigid and controlling, it's going to be that much harder for you. So even when healthier uh, people are naturally flawed, they are willing to seek, culp- seek culpability and seek change, and so that's super mm-hmm. important. So cat. Yes. Same.: to All right.
1: You. I'm ready. Now I'm going to parrot some of the stuff that you said, Go not ahead. parent, but parrot. And you didn't see it correctly. Um, and I got, I'm, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Okay. So healthy people typically have and care about, about the characteristics that are presented in the fruit of the spirit. We talk about that scripture very often. So they can temper their emotions when needed. And they typically have some level of joyfulness about life. They typically enjoy life. So Galatians 5, to 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control proverbs twenty two twenty four to twenty five this is kind of a warning: make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So healthy people are typically have substantially good relationships and connections with other people in their lives. Uh, they don't usually hate other people so first John four20 tells us if, I, if anyone says, "I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God." whom he has not seen. Healthy people grow in relationships at the right speed. They have boundaries when they first meet someone, they may be warm and fuzzy, although that's your preference, whether they're fuzzy or not, um, but they go at the right speed. They fill out the other person first for the trustworthiness and they hold back vulnerable or really big information initially. So those are, that's not just like telling you about themselves, they should be transparent with you, but this is kind of like um, knowing socially appropriate timing to discuss certain things they know their separateness from you. So they don't push you to go at a faster rate than when you're ready or that they've earned. So they don't ask, so like let's say if you're in a a step blended family, both of us have blended families, uh, Susan and I. So they don't ask you to call them something or tell, or like your kids, they don't try to force them to call you mom and dad if they haven't built that relationship with you. They know they're separate from you and they're okay with that and they're okay with building it at the right time. So healthy people know that trust is built and they keep their word whenever possible. They care about you trusting them and they care when they break your trust enough to try not to repeat their mistake. Healthy people are congruent in talk and action and they are consistent in who they are. Also, that is reinforced by what others think or say of them. I think it's really important, I think that we miss this all the time, right, Susan? Like when people are dating, you know, you can be around your, your guy's friends and then they joke, Haha, how can you be with this loser, right? I mean, how often do they do that? I can't believe you're with this guy who X, Y, Z. You need to listen up and you need to really think about what they're saying because a lot of times when they're joking, even though they're being lighthearted about it, some of it's really true. And so you really need to to um, listen up for that, okay? You need to hear, are even is there the banter that they give relatively mild when it comes to speaking to the character? So first John 3.18 tells us, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And Proverbs 17.17 17 says, a friend loves at all times. So that needs to be congruent. Healthy people show mutuality, like you said. They, they share about themselves and they share space in their life uh, with you. They also ask about you and show interest in your life and they support your healthy passions and encourage you. They care about your best interests. So Proverbs 12.26 tells us, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Healthy people, like you said, care about growing as a person and they care about making good, wise choices. So they care about growing spiritually. They also care about what you think and they give room to hear what you have to say, even if they don't decide the way that you're thinking. So this is really, really important because when you are dating or even in friendships, you want to make sure that you have somebody in your life who cares about growing. So important. Proverbs thirteen twenty tells us, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Healthy people can acknowledge your shortcomings, like you said, and they do it without overdwelling on them or making it the center focus of your relationship. Healthy people can take responsibility for their mess-ups and their life now. Not everything is everyone else's fault. Um, not everything is everyone else's problem. Not everything is a complaint. They don't always live in the past, blaming people for their past and things when they can control things now and improve now. Healthy people have conflict resolution skills and are not overly quarrelsome. Healthy people are able to define themselves, their desires, their passions. They know who they are. Or they're on the path for learning that. Their hopes, their fears, um, or they're working on defining those things. They can define their relationship with you. Healthy people can solve most of their own problems uh, with their own resources, even if you offer everything. You know, maybe a little codependency in there and you offer, or you have to get a really big heart. You offer everything, but they know the line of asking too much and taking too much. So they can resolve most of their own problems on their own, but also you want to keep in mind if they are, if they can't accept any help, that's also something to watch out for. Okay. So healthy people can solve most of their own problems, but they can also accept help when needed. And they, and they do that. And lastly, healthy people really aren't secretive. They're open about their lives and what's going on. They let you in on their past, their present and their future. They let you have reasonable access to their stuff, depending on what kind of relationship you have. So I don't know about you, Susan, but like, it, for example, um, my husband and I were, are very straight up with each other. And there's, complete access there's no there should be no question of why we need to hide anything so there's none of this you no know, you can't see my phone no you can't no no mm-hmm. no and and honestly we'll just check each other's phone just to check it yeah randomly yeah and we trust each other yeah right so if we didn't trust each other oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> you better watch out because so we check each other just because just
0: to no, and no I think it, and- I think that's a really good point because, you know, when we do a lot of couples work, you know, people are um one of the one of the main issues when people have trust is that that the clinician usually recommends that they have an open and honest Absolutely. access to computers and phones and accountability to each other. Right. And so healthy people Passwords. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's right. And they're OK with it. Right. And they don't they don't get all. What's the nice word? Uh, they don't get all hurt for, like, if you ask them or question them, they're just like, oh, no, here. Here it is on the table. And they don't, they
0: don't turn the tables and tell you, oh, no, you're just controlling. No. You want to control me? No.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, let's talk about these darn people with facades, these facade people. How do you know? How, how might someone know when somebody's putting up a front or a facade?
0: I think you observe. You observe for accuracy. Yep. This comes through enough exposure with the person, obviously, um, through time. You fact check that they seem to be kind. They are not rude to the homeless, the waiter, road rage in your car with them. When things don't go their way, how do they behave? Um, You look to their family Mm. of origin and how they grew up. It doesn't have to be a traditional family unit that you're looking for. You're looking for healthy. FYI, blended families have nothing to do with whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Um, What has everything to do with is the dynamics of that relationship.
1: So do you mean mm. it's, it's it doesn't necessarily mean that it's unhealthy because they have a new marriage type of yes. thing? Like they were divorced? Yes. Okay. That, yes. that now.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you see people posting about, you know, how they came from awful upbringings. You see the TikTok videos. But let me tell you, that is the exception to the rule and not the norm. I think people always want to be like, oh my God, well, they did it, whatever, whatever. But no, that is the, like, if they came from horrible upbringings, there is some residue from that. And so you have to be able to stand back and observe and see if it is a facade or if it's true nature, character, intrinsic personality characteristics. And so you can't. how do you know if you're, they're, they're putting up a front or a, a facade?
1: Well, I just ask them and I just see what they tell me. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just take them for the word. they're like, and say, yeah, hey. I'm a liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a liar? <laughs> Are you putting up a facade? <laughs> Um, no, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can tell, and sometimes it can be really hard. But consistency is the key. Even therapists have trouble deciphering between true the true character of their client and whether it's good or not. Whether they're presenting the truth, therapists are assessment experts. We don't judge. We diagnose. Remember that. But, but <laughs> um, ba-dum-bum-ch. so you know, therapists are assessment experts, and there's lots of people that it takes time through the treatment to find out if they have a personality disorder or not because it doesn't always present itself. So. You need to see consistency. Time needs to tell you. And I always say, when you are dating, you really, really need to let the other person be who they are without stepping in. Without stepping in, trying to set boundaries. Yes, I know, I'm the boundary queen. And I usually tell you to set boundaries. But this is the time I'm gonna say, step back. Stop being so assertive, stop being so boundaried. And let that person be who they are. You may not agree with it. You may see red flags, but you need to let them be who they are let and Let the see movie it long play enough. out, that's what she
0: that's said. That's right, so
1: you can yes. see who, I mean, don't marry the person and then Bobby. talk with them about Bobby. it. But you know, while they're dating in the first couple of dates, you need to see who they are. And when they're talking, who yeah. they are, what they say, their patterns, without you interrupting, without you teaching them and correcting them. So you can see who they are. Your job, like you said, is to observe, observe and observe and take notes. Okay. Then you'll find out, Hey, is this a person that I can be with? If they never really got that much better, this is their, their character. Okay. And hopefully they will grow But these are things that you need to keep in mind when you're dating. You are going to need to keep your ears, eyes, and brain open to seeing or or, hearing incongruencies. And the best way is to learn what is normal and healthy so well that you can spot the anomaly. You can spot the unhealthiness when you see it. So you know it so well that you can see any sort of incongruency there. You can go, eh, in your head. Yeah, (laughs) you have a buzzer. Of course, that's what we mean. Have a buzzer, have the little, or what was that old, um, that old, uh game show where they had the little the little guys who would move around and, and womp womp womp. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm envisioning myself about- like the Gong Show, Gong, <laughs> or a Gong. You could have a buzzer, Gong, or I'll, by the end of this show, maybe I'll think of that. <laughs> and then, so you also, this is so important. You need to tell trusted loved ones about other people about your new relationship. You need to have feedback from others on abuse, so that they can help you to see abuse indicators, markers, unhealthy red flags. Also, listen, if your kids are telling you something or your loved ones are telling you something, you need to listen. It doesn't mean that you have to agree or decide their way, but you do need to listen and you do need to check it out. You don't have enough history yet with this person to have a precedent set that you could say, no, they're not like that. You don't know that and you don't have, you don't have that pattern set. So you need to have an accountability system, loved ones in there. Okay. Um, and then remember that to embark upon love or new relationships and that includes friendships is a risk. You must be willing to face having to be separated, having to create a boundary, dealing with disappointed feelings before you even begin, or you shouldn't even start. Proverbs twenty-eight, twenty-six tells us whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So that's about having friends around you that can uh, tell you the truth or loved ones and wise people. So Susan and I, you know, um, I think we can speak to these kind of things yes. in with experience, right? So, and another time I could tell you more of the story, but, um, I knew within 10 minutes that my husband and I probably get married. I knew in 10 minutes, I had him assessed. I knew this is probably how he was. And that's exactly how he was. I knew in 10 minutes. And even then I still tested it out. And I brought my husband to meet Susan, even though I knew we would get married. I knew God was her dating it, but I was like, but let me check this out in case I'm wrong. And I brought my husband, uh, Manny to see Susan, because I was like, you know what, I don't want to waste time. I need you to tell me. I need you to check it out. I need you to tell me if there's stuff that I'm not seeing. So that way I, we can remove the banning now and just finish it. Or what do you see? And I, so I was really have, I had to face, oh man, this person that I I thought that we are going to marry, maybe it might not turn out the way there might be things I don't see. And I was, I had to face that when I brought him to you. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: Susan, what about you? I came in from a different scenario, um, obviously, I was divorced um, before, and so in that, like, yeah, I have, you know, because I didn't want to have love blinders on, obviously, I relied on my friends and my family to meet my parents, to meet, mm-hmm. like, cat and people that would just, uh, like, speak truth, you know, um, mm-hmm. I trust them, I trust them, so I didn't think, you know, I know some people are like, oh my god, what if they're jealous of you, or your happiness, or whatever, no, mm-hmm. I didn't have those kind of qualms, like, it was like okay they see them for who they are so if they're gonna like be not a good person like i want to know now like Mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want anybody to sugarcoat
1: that Um, and we weren't closed off it wasn't like we were like so hardballed that we were like so closed off and and you know hey we were we were still loving and receptive but we were open to hey i might really get hurt here and i need you to tell me yeah right and so i think we're gonna call that we called that the we put them through the friend ringer yeah right so the finger Friend, ringer, the finger? Fringer. We gave them the finger. We <laughs> like gave the them the finger. Yeah. Finger or finger? We're gonna have to figure that one out. But we gave it to them. all right. So now what do you think are some practical things that someone can do? Uh, when they're picking out friendships, overall relationships? What what are some practical things, some biblically, clinically, some things that they can do? to try to ensure that they have healthy relationships.
0: We cannot, like, stress, I cannot stress enough that how much importance there is in being in an observation mode. Don't dive in head first into any relationship, whether it be a romantic relationship or a friendship. Look before you leap is the e- idiom. Remember to leave your emotions aside initially and use your head logic. You need to... later on it can be a balance of both but you need to go in with head first then heart later because you know like the bible says the heart is deceitful and so um just make sure um that you're using a logical stance from it john 7 24 do not judge by your appearance but judge with right judgment also equally as important in the observation piece we just said that family friends co-workers Healthy people are kind and courteous and those positive Mm. characteristics that you may think of when you think of a good person, not that they don't have any bad traits, but that they are willing to change them. So write a checklist or a pros and cons list, either in your head or if you're a visual person like me, I literally do like a, a split column and do a pros and cons. And I ask my clients to do that all the time about pros and cons in their relationship obviously, if the cons outweigh the pros, then you really need to look at that. Pray. Pray, 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 pray. When I was dating, I used to tell the Lord, please, Lord, if this person is not for me, I can take the rejection. I can take whatever it comes, close the door, and do not allow me to open the door. Not because they're cute, not because they seem right, not because whatever. Like, I don't want a door that's open that wasn't meant for me. So in mm. that, like, if you know your deficits, and you know, you're impulsive, ask God to close the doors that are meant to be closed. Mm-hmm. Can't. so what do you think?
1: Well, you know, I just wanted to mention on the scripture you mentioned about John 7, 24, about do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. I just wanted to mention that. Notice that it, does say, it it's not telling us not to judge. It's telling us to judge with right judgment, yes. right? So obviously, we can't judge in the sense of condemning someone to hell. That's completely inappropriate, right? Yeah, we we no. can't curse somebody. But it does say we are, we should judge. And I think it's really hard for people in our culture to hear that word because we always say, don't judge me. Don't. Ju-. Well, I mean, it says judge with right judgment. But I think if you substitute the word assess, you should assess the person you're dating. You should assess the people that you're in friendships with. You should. Just, just consider that, that you should be assessing because sometimes people just say, well, I don't want to be too judgmental. I know they do this thing, but I don't judge too much. Who am I to judge? But no, it just says judge with right judgment. Okay. So I think be wise. James 1.19 tells us that everybody should be quick to listen, uh, that let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. So again, observe, 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 and test out your friendship. Test out this relationship. Not in the sense of purposely setting up tests and traps to see if they'll fall on it or fall for it. Don't be evil, but check to see if things add up and stay consistent despite the ebbs and flows of life. Okay? So 1 John 4.1 tells us, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world. I realize that's a little bit different that we're speaking of here, but I do think it speaks to the importance of testing out what people say and who they are and who they say they are. Again, uh, next, educate yourself about healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, assertiveness. Um, Next, regulate yourself. Have you checked out our podcast before on regulate yourself? I don't think that was the title. I think it was regulate your emotions. (laughs) But um, if we really got down to it, educate yourself and regulate yourself. You are going to have to learn how to tolerate feeling vulnerable. You're going to, you want to learn how to regulate your impulsivities and effectively deal with your emotions. If you're impulsive, you're going to need to learn how to control that. Okay. Or tame that. Mm-hmm. You need to learn stress management techniques. Um, we have a podcast on stress management. Check it out. where we go over specific techniques that you can utilize, learn how to soothe yourself, but in the right way. Okay. In a godly way, ask yourself, what's the rush. If it was meant to be, it will be. If it was meant to be for you to be married for the rest of your life to this person, you can, you can hang on for just a little bit. Okay. Pray and ask for God for help. Like you said. Um, and again, we have podcasts on anxiety, anger, lots of stuff that might be helpful. If you have trust issues and you never let anyone in, you need to work on that. There are some people who are trustworthy. Remember that God tells us in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So you can ask God to help you discern. Don't project other people's mistakes and the ways that they've disappointed you onto new people. People have to earn your disappointment and they have to earn your trust as well. Stay in the now, ground yourself, remind yourself, this is a new person. This is a completely different person. Sometimes things work out. Practice forgiveness of past offenses um, and past offenders. Remind yourself that if someone has mistreated you in the past, it probably has more to do with them than you. Go to counseling if you need it. Start to make, take steps towards being receptive and reaching out. Make a strategic plan and make goals. For example, say hello. Call somebody just to say hello. Send a message. Be strategic. Start to take steps. Get out of your comfort zone if you're a person who doesn't trust. But, and then look for the signs that they are trustworthy. So we'll go over some of the things like do an analysis of their intentions and the basis of their friendship. Go over it with a loved one or professional if you need it. For example, review. Is there a mutual component? That's a sign that they're trustworthy. Do they show genuine care and concern for your feelings and thoughts? That's a sign that they're trustworthy. Do you have common interests? A sign that they're trustworthy. This relationship is trustworthy. Do you have common situations that you're in or a similar life stage? Maybe that's a trustworthy relationship. Do they seem like they're looking out for your best interests and encourage you to grow? Another sign. So when you see those signs, start making steps to be receptive and to reach out. No more of the victim mentality that even if you've been a victim before, And that does happen, unfortunately. You must change your thinking now that now you are an empowered person who is able to make healthy choices for themselves and able to make boundaries when and where they need them to, if you need to, and get professional help to do that, if you need that, okay? Finally, remember little things matter. Is your friend faithful in the little things? Are they honest in the little things? Are they congruent in the little things? Are they consistent in the little things? Well, then probably they're trustworthy. If we're talking spiritually, you need to look at what is being said spiritually. If you are so guarded and you can't let anybody in, you need to take spiritual steps to address it. Are you dealing with underlying anxiety? Probably. What does the Bible say about that? Are you submitting to God's sovereignty or trying to control what will happen in your life so closely that there's no room for God to move? Remember in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Think about, are you reaching out enough or are you kind of staying in your bubble? We are supposed to be about God's kingdom. We're supposed to be working out in the purpose that he has given us and he has plans for us are you using your gifts are you being obedient or are you kind of staying to yourself um and of course we're going to say prayer reading your word for discernment it's hard to be guarded when you're filled with the holy spirit the holy spirit wants to move in people he wants you to to be able to work with people and can we add this in there fasting if there's a relationship you care very much about you're just not sure about um and you really want god's answer it's something very serious i mean have you considered fasting that might be something very important Mm -hmm. right and lastly, something we wanted to mention: there are tangible methods to checking out if people are healthy or more likely to be healthy. Okay, so do not be afraid to look up the person that you, your friend, or your your person you're dating. Do not be afraid to look them up on the sex offender list, um, the Megan's Law. Right? Mm-hmm. You better yep. believe. I looked at my husband. I'm sure he looked me up too. I mean, you better you can check out all their stuff. Do not be afraid of that. You're not just being too overly intrusive. No, you need to know these things, especially if you're gonna for yourself. But also, if you have children and, that's you right, have and you're kids, going into a blended yes. family, you need to you do need to make sure that they are trustworthy. Um, so you need to make sure are they on Megan's law? Are they on a sex offender list? Do they have healthy people typically don't have a and battery under their belt? Have they been married and divorced multiple times? Many, 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 many times.
0: And I think it's also equally important if you are dating or, you know, in that process that you have some of those Guidelines for yourself as well, like you know, when I was dating, I screenshotted the, his license mm. plate and sent it to mm-hmm. my sister so that they would know where I'm at, obviously in a public place. I mean, really there are some not in your home. I mean really, there are things to safeguard yourself, and so in that, just really be cautious about like letting a person into your life, like even them knowing your mm. address mm-hmm. is like very personal. so just realize like hey, there are ways of safeguarding mm-hmm. yourself. From some yeah. of these
1: things. And now, don't get me wrong. I do believe some people can be rehabbed. God makes us anew. Yes. Praise the Lord for that. The yes. Lord has made me anew, okay? I have my own past too. But if we're talking about sexual assault and certain things like that, you really, really, really need to be sure. And you really need to test it out, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Lord can work in anybody, and people can be rehabbed and they can get healthy in Jesus. But you really need to be sure. And you might need to seek professional help if those are some of the things in the past. So there are people who have been to prison, and man, they are just. Because of that situation, they just had all this time to spend reading God's word and they are just transformed, mm-hmm. right? So, when you meet them and you find these things out, you need a test to see are all the other things congruent with their new life? Has enough time passed? Do you see the fruit of their relationship with the Lord now, right? But it is just really important to get a good history of people before you start dating, especially starting a blended family. Or even if you're dating and you're going to marry and then you're thinking about having children, you have to remember that these are the, mm-hmm. this is who your children will be around. So you, you, you don't yes. want a sex offender um, who's especially not rehabbed, okay, that you're choosing. Yeah. So if we're talking about takeaways, what would you have everyone to take away, Susan?
0: I would have them take away that healthy relationships are work to maintain. So pick someone who is willing to do the work of friendship, of romance, of family relationships with you. Don't pick somebody that's so not willing some to do lazy the work folk. with you. Let of me pick in some things. lazy folk. Okay, some lazy
1: relationship <laughs> folk. Some couch potato exactly. relationship folk. Mm. <laughs> Kat, what is your I'm, I'm thinking if you're guarding your heart to a level that you don't let people in as a general rule, you are missing out on joy. And the Lord means for you to have that joy. He did not mean for you to be alone, okay, for a long period of time. He, whether it's friendships or relationships, whatever it is, but you are missing out. So really you're hurting yourself. There are some people that you can let in. Now, we want to give a special shout out to two special people that have just blessed us so much and gifted us with our new logo. Thank you, Carlo Roque. Thank you, ladies. We just love you you. so much. It is amazing. Check out our new logo. You can see that on our Facebook site, Instagram. And also, so that was Carlo Roque. I want to make sure we say your name clearly. And then Martha Chavarin. Uh, We love you too. Thank you so much for setting up our website, um, which is www.socialworkersandscriptures.com. We are just so thankful. You can, she even set it up that you can download our podcast straight from our site. We love you so much. Thank you guys so much. Carla, Carla Roque so and much. Martha Chabadine. Um, so go check it out. So can, can you send us off in prayer? You can send us off in prayer. Sure. It'd be fabulous. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Just, sitting. Ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thou, Thou I'm I'm going to give you King James version of prayer. Are you ready? All right. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time that we have together. Thank you so much, Lord God, that that in you, we have hope that in you, we are made anew. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given us that your heart and I just pray that you would help us to be more like you and to grow closer to you and that we would choose people in our lives that would help us to grow closer to you and that we would edify each other. Um, we pray that you would help us to give us discernment and wisdom to know who to let in our life and who to, to move back from, and that we would be about your kingdom. We praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. All
0: right. We got to do our closing. Uh- And until, and until next time. Come on. That was mine. Chill. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah.